Hello everyone and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. And today, this is the halfway point of season 14 of South Park. And this episode feels kind of weird in a way. (laughs) Because after... After you have the natural high of 200 and 201, it's like, how in the world, you know, can you go on with this momentum? Then we have this episode, Crippled Summer. This is the first half season finale. That's what... The TV people call it today, so I guess we'll call it that. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's a thing, it's a show, and I'm gonna try to explain this as best as I can. So, with that said, let's dive into this week's episode Crippled Summer. The episode originally aired on April 28, 2010, and was written and directed by Trey Parker. And our episode begins with a parody opening of the TV show Intervention. Now, before I go further into into this episode, Intervention uh was or is a show and and it's a, actually it's really good. I've never seen it but I know you know they they do their best to help um basically they just try to help people that are dealing with these different addictions you know to get help and you know it's so much stuff there's you know emotion, drama, all that. Um, and I think, in a way, the, the idea of the show is a good idea of trying to get people to help. I just don't know if I would want to watch the show on a frequent basis. I really don't know if I'd want to uh, want to watch a show like this because it probably would get me depressed so um, but the show started in 2005 and it is still going it is still running it is on a and e and they just recently started their 23rd season of this show. So, kudos to them for 23 seasons. So, the person or individual that is going to be the focus of this episode of Intervention is Tally. Because Tally, you know, he's been kind of hit rock bottom. As we know, he loves his marijuana. But he's getting into harder stuff, like crystal meth, Crack, cocaine, 
just to name a few. And he's been having a lot of ups and downs. So Stan and Kyle and Butters, they're kind of at the point where they really can't take much more of his stuff. Because if he continues to go down this path, it's going to end up with Tally probably being dead. So one of the things that they did to help Tally is to get him a job at a summer camp. And we go to this summer camp for kids with physical and mental disabilities. And Tally's job is to dry off the kids when they come out of the water. Well, Jimmy and Timmy are there, and they're excited to be at the camp to be with their friends. And we also have Nathan, who we haven't seen in a real long time. I want to say since the steroid episode, which was season 8. So that's a long time ago. But Nathan has a friend with him. And this friend is named Mimsy. And Mimsy kind of resembles uh, the gangster in the old Warner Brothers cartoons with Rocky that, you know, they robbed the bank. And it's like, oh boy, boys, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, boys? Are we, we're going to beat him. We're going to beat him. Shut up. So, Mimsy is Nathan's sidekick, kind of his right-hand man to say the least. Meanwhile, we have different kids who are like other cartoon characters, such as Elmer Fudd, Pete Puma, Porky Pig, uh, the Vulture, whose name I can't remember right now, and we even have Droopy the Dog. Well, Tally isn't really doing his job. He's getting high. And he's been told 14 times to cut this out. So, Jimmy and Timmy are going to be part of a camp competition, you know, with the, he, they're part of the blue team, and Nathan and Mimsy are part of the red team. So, every opportunity that we see, Nathan and Mimsy try to foil Jimmy's team. So, the first event that they try to foil is the canoe race. And what does Nathan have to try to foil that team? Well, he has a black snake, a black mamba. And Mimsy's like, oh boy, oh boy, you're gonna kill him. You're gonna kill him with the snake. So the plan is for Mimsy to put the snake in the canoe. Remember those exact words. So the race begins. And it's a good competitive race when all of a sudden Nathan sees the black mamba and everybody gets out of the canoe. And Nathan's like, Mimsy, what did you do? And Mimsy's like, Bo boss, you said to put it put the snake in the canoe. That's exactly what I did. Not that canoe, the other canoe. So because they all got out of the boat, they need to get the towel. Well, the towel's kind of in a unique situation because he's offering oral to people. 
And this is the final straw. This is it. No more. He's done. Fired. Stan and Kyle try to, you know, convince the camp counselors to give him another, another chance, but they're like, no, we're not doing it. We're not giving them another chance. So then we get a background story on how Towley uh, met this woman named Rebecca, and they'd been dating for a long time. And they ended up with Rebecca giving birth to a washcloth. Well, it's a good thing they didn't go to Maury, because could you imagine that DNA episode? Anyway, so Towley is now at a new low. He is just at a new low. How low? I'll get back to him in a little bit. So the next event in the team competition is the scavenger hunt. And Nathan has another plan. The plan is to switch maps. He instructs Mimsy to switch the map of the blue team with the map that he has in his hand. Now the map that he has in his hand leads to an Indian reservation that no one is supposed to go on. Because if you do, you're liable to get in trouble. So, Nathan's final words to Mimsy are, switch the maps, switch the maps. So we see Nathan leading the red team on their scavenger hunt, and they're kind of going on a long walk. And then Nathan realizes they're using the map that they were trying to switch with the blue team. And Nathan is in trouble because he remembers of the Indian reservation, the Tardi Kaka uh, Indian tribe, and they try to attack him. So now back to Tally. Tally is broke. He can't get high off of drugs. So what does he use to get high this time? Cans of computer duster. That's right. The cans that you use to spray the dust out of your computers, your laptops, what you know, whatever electronic device. And he, you know, it says, I'm walking on sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. And I'm just waiting for him to say, and it doesn't feel good. I am waiting for him to say it. But he just doesn't do it. So Butters is the one who goes to Tally's car and says that he wants him to go with him. He's going to take him to a special place. Meanwhile, back at the camp, the next competition is surfing. So, Nathan's plan, again, with Mimsy, is to take the shark whistle. Mimsy is to swim in the water. And he is to blow the whistle. And what this whistle does is it's a it's like a mating whistle and the shark is supposed to kill Jimmy so Jimmy is the final member of the blue team to go surfing and I actually like this scene this is actually kind of a cool scene because 
they get Jimmy, you know, into the position, and he gets up, and then they change the scene in the background of him surfing using real life footage, and it's actually pretty cool. So as this is going, Mimsy is underwater, and he's like, "I'm swimming, I'm swimming." So Mimsy then gets out of the water, and Nathan's like, "Why didn't you blow the whistle?" And he's like, "Well, you told me to swim with the whistle. Yeah, you told me to swim with the whistle." And then he starts blowing the whistle, and it's like, "Are you kidding me?" You were supposed to do it underwater, not on land. Well, here comes the shark, and the shark starts humping Nathan. Poor, poor Nathan. Meanwhile, Butters takes Tally, and he brings them him into this intervention. And the boys say, before the intervention, that this might be the last chance to save Tally. If they don't, it could be the end of Tally. So, Butters talks from his piece of paper that he wrote, and Kyle talks from his piece of paper that he wrote. Then we get Cartman. Now, Cartman who, by the way, uh, either has or has not yet recovered from finding out that Scott Turnerman is his half-brother and that he killed his dad and forced his half-brother to eat his dad, starts his intervention about the Jews. And it goes on for a while. Meanwhile, we're at the final event of the camp competition, the talent portion. So Jimmy's group decides to do a song, a, a hula number. And Jimmy is playing with the ukulele. So Nathan and Mimsy are thinking, okay, we've got him. This is going to be it. So what happens? Well, they planted a C4 bomb in Jimmy's ukulele. And the bomb is to go off when Jimmy plays a, plays a specific note in his solo. So he's singing this song. And he goes into the solo. And he messes up the solo. He messes up the solo. And it's like, oh, how could you... <clears throat> so, he tries again and can't get it. Tries a third time, can't get it. Nathan is upset. So, he tells Mimsy to go and ask Jimmy to play the solo. So, Mimsy goes up and he asks Jimmy if he can go back to play the solo. And Jimmy's like, does anybody want me to go back and play the solo? And the only one that says anything is Nathan. He's like, yes, I want you to play the solo. So Nim or Mimsy, he starts to play. But before he gets to the note, Nathan stops him. And he's like, look, you've messed up all of my plans. 
You've ruined all my plans. So you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. So he plays the note, and the ukulele blows up, and Nathan flies into the air and lands on the ground. Then he gets bit by the Black Mamba. Then he gets shot with arrows by Indians. Then he gets violated again by a shark. Because the no I want to go back to the note part because I recognized it as soon as, you know, like they did it a second and third time. If you've never seen the old Looney Tunes cartoons, there's a couple of cartoons with Bugs Bunny in it. There's at least two that I know of. One with Yosemite Sam and one with Daffy Duck. And in the in the particular cartoons, they rig whatever instrument Bugs is playing to where when he hits a certain note, it is supposed to blow up. Now, the song that Bugs is playing is called Believe Me If All Those Endearing Young Charms. So, every time he plays that song and he tries to play the note, he messes up. He tries it like two or three times. Then either Sam or Daffy, depending on who it is in the episode or in the cartoon, will play the note, and then when they play the note, it blows up. So it was like as soon as I noticed it, I was kind of excited because that's one of the better Warner Brother jokes that they did when they used to do the Merry Melodies and the Looney Tunes many, many years ago. And it's still funny to this day. That's how great the joke is. So, back to the intervention. And the doctor says, look, they are willing to help you. If you go, if you, if you accept the offer to go to rehab, we'll send you right now on an airplane to get you better. And Tally's at the point of like, no, I'm not doing this. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to do this. But then Butter says, we're not the only ones here that have been hurt by our actions. And Butters reveals that washcloth, Tally's son, was here also. And we get this whole moment of Tally being like, I'm sorry, I won't hurt you anymore. I'll go to rehab. I'll go, I'll go. And the only ones that are crying are Butters, the doctor, and Tally. Everybody else is just like, oh, oh, okay. So back at the camp, Nathan is going back, or not going back, but Nathan is going to the hospital. And one of the kids is like, Yo, i never seen anyone get raped by a shark before. And the other one is like, oh, I hope I never see that again. So Jimmy then goes to Nathan, who's on the gurney. And Jimmy is like, you know, even though I won this crown, you are the true camp king. And Nathan's like, I hate you. I hate you with all of my being. So as the ambulance leaves. We see Tally going to the rehab clinic and he gets himself together and he 
and it says that he is back living with his son and his girlfriend. And then at the end of the episode, if you know towels that are in need of drug rehabilitation, visit RestoreStephenBaldwin.org. Okay. So, really with... Okay, first off, that's the end of the episode. That is the end of Crippled Summer. So, with Restore Stephen Baldwin, and I had to look this up, it was a website, an actual website, to help Stephen Baldwin get himself together. And he owed like $2 million in debt, I think is the number. And basically they made this website to not only help pay his debt, but kind of get his career back together. That kind of seems very low. <laughs> it really does. Um, and this was 2010 when this happened. So after that, he does make some TV appearances on All-Star Celebrity Apprentice and The Great American Pilgrimage. And then he does a bunch of movies. I'm going to read them to you. Dino Time, I'm in Love with a Church Girl, 2047 The Final War, God's Club, Faith of Our Fathers, Maji, No Panic with a Hint of Hysteria, The Apostle Peter, Redemption, Run, The Least of These, The Graham Staines Story, and his last movie in 2019, A Walk with Grace. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin's really gotten himself together. Uh-huh. Alright, so as far as the episode goes, if you think that this episode is going to be better than 200 and 201 uh you better not have your uh you know you better not have your standards set high because if you do you're going to be very disappointed this just felt like a weird episode just felt weird like honestly i think between everything that happened the previous two weeks with 200 and 201 and then doing the other shows leading up to this halfway point i think they were tired and they were just like let's do a random towelly episode with jimmy and timmy and we'll call it a break that's how i look at it there are a couple of good moments in this episode. Uh, the Jimmy surfing scene is pretty funny. The the talent show, the, the ode to the, the instrument trick that wouldn't go off. I loved that bit. Honestly, I would have been fine with this episode if this episode just focused on the summer camp more and not tally 
I don't know why we needed another Towley episode. Because after the one with him and Oprah Winfrey, it's like, I don't think I needed another one. Not for a long time. Uh, this is going to give my lowest score of the season to this point. I'm going to give it a 5. I mean, it's not good, but it's not bad. It has its moments, but it's just, it's like, I don't know. Maybe they just were like, don't feel like, <laughs> and I was like, I just want to take a break. Let's just end it. Okay, so let's get into some production notes and then get into the receptions. Now, Trey Parker and Matt Stone had originally planned for the 10th season episode, A Million Little Fibers, to be about Towley's struggle to overcome addiction, like the style of intervention, like the ones we saw. However, after writing portions of the story for the 10th season episode, they found they did not know where to bring the story or how to resolve it. As a result, they completely revamped the episode and focused it on talk show host Oprah Winfrey and the controversy surrounding the book A Million Little Pieces rather than Tally's Addiction. Crippled Summer also marked the first appearance by Tally since A Million Little Fibers and the first appearance of Nathan since Up the Down Steroid, which was all the way back in Season 8. Yeah. So we went six years without seeing Nathan. Very interesting. All right, uh, to the recep or to the ratings and then the reception. This episode was watched by 3.56 million viewers, and it was the most watched cable TV show that night. It received a 2.2 rating with a four share among overall viewers and a two rating with a six share among adult viewers between 18 to 49. This rating marked an improvement over 201. I know, can't believe it. And outperformed those of several primetime network shows that evening, including Fox's Lie to Me, ABC's The Middle, NBC's Minute to Win It, CBS's The New Adventures of Old Christine, and the CW's America's Next Top Model, most of which were in repeats that evening. Okay, that that's fair. You know what? If most of those shows were in repeats, that makes a lot of sense. The episode received a 4.1 rating with a 13 share among male viewers between 18 to the to 34. The episode also ranked fourth for the week among cable viewers between 18 and 49, and because it ranked only behind three NBA playoff games, it was the highest rated scripted cable show of the week. It was also the highest rated cable show among the 18 to 34 viewer demographic. This episode received mixed reviews. Ramsey Eisler of IGN called the episode a brilliant episode, particularly praising the return of Tally, who he said has a slew of great moments in this story, making up for his long absence from the series. 
Eisler said after the controversy raised from the, the depictions of Muhammad in the previous two episodes, he appreciated that the show returned to a simpler plot and provided a little comedy relief. Josh Modell of the AV Club also praised South Park for not getting too caught up in the Muhammad thing and praised the jokes about intervention, which he said is one of those shows that's really easy to parody. He also praised several individual jokes, like Cartman's theories about the Jews and Nathan getting raped by a shark, although he said the Mimsy jokes were a little one-note. Ken Tucker of Entertainment Weekly said of the episode, not the kind of South Park episode that's going to stir national news debate, but funny and vulgar enough to satisfy fans. Carlos Delgado of If Magazine pointed out that although the episode mocked drug addicts and handicapped children, it did not face the kind of censorship 200 and 201 did, which he suggested proved that censorship was born of fear rather than ethics. Delgado also said the comparison of handicapped children to Looney Tune characters, quote, should remind us all that such cruel portrayals of disabled people have been going on for years. Others criticized the episode. Adam Rosenberg, a writer for MTV, thought the episode just wasn't very funny and said it missed an opportunity to continue the creative edginess, edginess demonstrated in 200 and 201. Rosenberg found the jokes about handicapped children pointlessly mean and said the fact that they were that they are allowed where depictions of Muhammad are censored makes a point about the absurdity of what is and isn't TV acceptable. The television website TV Fanatic praised the Towley storyline and the use of his son Washcloth, but said the jokes about the handicapped children were unfunny and irritating. The site called it by far the weakest of the season and a disappointment following the previous two episodes. Okay, I'm going to say this real quick before I get to IMDb. I, I, I want to talk about the, the way they depicted other handicapped children. As someone who works with handicapped children, uh, mental, I never saw that as Parker and Stone being inappropriate or making fun at handicapped children. And I say that because look at what they did with, with Timmy first. They brought in, or they created Timmy... And they made Timmy part of the town. They made Timmy one of the guys, one of the boys. And then when Jimmy comes along, yes, originally he is there for one episode, but he is so popular that they end up making him part of the town, one of the boys. So, here, while I understand where they're coming from, they basically gave an entire episode to children with disabilities. I, and, I, I don't know, I, I was not upset or as upset as critics, and I'm sure fans or non-fans of the show were. Alright, let's go to IMDb, see what they thought of this episode. 
Of over 2,000 users, the average rating for this episode is a 6.8 out of 10. 6.8. I thought that would be a little bit lower. 503 people gave this episode a 7. 335 people gave it a 10. 192 people gave it a 5. That's the score I'm giving this episode. And 116 people gave it a 1. To break it down into demographics, the average rating for a male is a 6.8, with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 category, with an average rating of a 7. For females, the average rating is a 7, with its highest demographic also being in the 18 to 29 category, with a rating of 8. So, it seems the younger generation, or the younger audience seems to like this episode a little bit more. So we have some reviews of this episode, and let's start off with the more recent reviews, and then I'll work my way up to the older ones. So this first one is from M667, who wrote, Cartman may have been being a jerk a bit in this episode, but he was funny too. This is one of the best episodes on season 14. Everyone needs to watch it. This next review is from Marm-56231 who wrote, Jimmy has always been one of my favorite characters and this episode will be entertaining to all South Park fans. If not, most of them. Next review is from Spock3868151417 who wrote, Ahem, ahem. Is this South Park, or am I in hell being tortured by a devil whose hobby it is to play the worst ever South Park episode for his inmates? This is the first episode that I did not finish to the end. Frankly, I did not even make it to the middle, not even to a third. Let's give this review another go. <clears throat> is this South Park, or am I in the Twilight Zone, and do I encounter the worst actor ever, Bruce Willis? Yeah, the one who always forces himself to look away from the camera and with a stupid grin. And isn't he watching a TV where sunlight is coming out that seems to be an episode called Crippled Summer? Yeah, right, that's it. And yes, I'm in hell. Never, ever watch this, because it will spoil your day. This next review is from Jag Hennetha, who wrote, This is without a doubt the worst episode of South Park ever. And that really isn't an exaggeration. I really didn't think South Park could possibly be this bad. This episode is unintelligent, boring, and predictable. No moral story, neither for that matter. Me and my friends can't imagine anyone enjoying this. Unless you enjoy really really bad episodes of Looney Tunes. The episode sounds very promising. You get to see Tally again. And with the title, Crippled Summer, you might remember moments such as when Timmy and Jimmy went to join the Crips and think that this episode can't be anything but hilarious, right? Wrong. The entire episode consists of a parody intervention show now that Tally is into heavier drugs than marijuana. The intervention isn't funny, nor well done, unfortunately. Other than that, we get to see Nathan and Mimsy try to sabotage Jimmy's team at the cripple camp. Funny? No. 
Every plan fails in a predictable and brain-dead Looney Tunes manner. I really tried to enjoy this, but it really is impossible. I doubt it will even be funny if you're stoned. This could be a great episode, but it just isn't. Alright, next review is from Gangsta Hippie who wrote, This episode sort of parodies the A&E series Intervention. Towley, one of the few characters who did not appear in 200 or 201, returns for this episode. He is now not only a marijuana addict, he also gets high on crack, heroin, crystal meth, and computer cleaner. The boys send him to the intervention show in order to help him get cured, after he gets fired from his job at a summer camp for handicapped children. Meanwhile, at that very same camp, Jimmy and another handicapped boy are battling to be king of summer camp. The other crippled boy fights dirty and tries to have Jimmy killed throughout the episode. However, his plans always hilariously backfire. There are many hilarious references to old cartoons such as Bugs Bunny and other Looney Tunes short. Crippled Summer may not be as strong as 200 or 201, but it is a fairly good episode. The first half of season 14 is over, and now we must wait until October for the rest of the season. And the final review is from Raindog Jr., who surprisingly did not leave a review for either 200 or 201. Very, very surprised about that. For this and that, I was a bit distant of the first run of season 13, which ended last Wednesday. He means 14. With this hilarious show. I missed three shows to be exact. Certainly, 201 is one of them. Definitely a run that nobody will ever forget. The milestone of the 200th episode and all the things that came after its airing. The statement of Trey and Matt ended with the following words. We'll be back next week with a whole new show about something completely different and we'll see what happens to it. In a way, Crippled Summer can be seen as a minor South Park show. It's, indeed, the opposite of a controversial show. It's just having fun by adding a new, if not completely different, chapter to the life of one of the minor characters, plus basic cartoon humor and those intertitles. Tally is the mentioned minor character. Tally is really, really as effed as never before. For the people who love the heck out of him, it's time to do something. The main pop culture reference of this show, Intervention. I didn't know a thing about, this sh about that show, and nobody needs to know a thing since we can get everything. And if the whole Intervention thing is really funny with Towley, because is the tragic story of a drug addict Towel and its friends, with the other subplot is a real home run. I guess Intervention features intertitles with the facts of the drug addict. Here it begins with stuff about Towley. For the past week, Tally has been working at a summer camp for handicapped children. He has been given warnings for getting high 14 times. But then, the whole inner tiles with facts thing moves to the other plot. A plot that features the handicapped kids Nathan and Mimsy. Believe me, Jimmy and Timmy will not be the protagonists of the highlights of the summer camp for handicapped children. It's pure basic cartoon stuff. It's pure fun, plus the inner tiles. Boy, it's just hilarious. Just informative facts. The Tartikaka shark is the deadliest freshwater shark in Colorado. But the real deal is when we get the 
facts to we get the facts just to be really sure. Mimsy was supposed to blow the shark whistle while still underwater. There appears to have been a fundamental misunderstanding. So yes, Nathan and Mimsy stealed the show. Nine and a half out of ten. Oh, and remember that if you know a towel that is suffering from addiction, please go to RestoreStephenBaldwin.org. So, really, this is mixed all across the board as far as if people like this episode or not. Well, that is it. That's the first half of Season 14 of South Park. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter. It is SharksPond97. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans of South Park. Well, you don't have to wait until October for the second half of Season 14 to begin. As a matter of fact, you only have to wait one episode. Because next time... We begin the second half of season 14 of South Park. And we talk about a topic that hasn't been talked about at all. NASCAR. Because the episode I'll be reviewing is Poor and Stupid. That is the next episode here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll talk to you all next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.